Hello and welcome to episode number 85 of The Heart of Teaching. I'm Nathan Rivers, and today's episode is entitled Sneakers by Spencer. If you know anybody in the community that's making a difference, send us a DM on Instagram. We'll shout them out in an upcoming episode and explain their impact on the community. This week, we'd like to recognize Coach Carlo Dolupang for his years of service to all those young people in his community. His time as a coach, mentor, and role model have had a lasting impression on all those young people he has worked with. Thank you for all that you do. If you haven't done so already, be sure to follow us on Instagram. The link to do so is available in the episode description. The Heart of Teaching proudly supports Mom Stop the Harm. Now, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Welcome back to The Heart of Teaching. I'm Dave Rizicki with my student producer and my great friend, Nathan Rivers, and thanks for joining us. As always, both of us, we appreciate the company. Now, today, this is going to be a fun conversation. I get to have a conversation with one of my grade 11 students, who's a sneakerhead, Spencer Costin, about collecting sneakers and his ability to turn his hobby and passion into a very successful business. Now, the cool thing is that Spencer's learning some valuable lessons about pop culture, marketing, sales, and branding at 17, all the while turning a profit. We talk about practical experience and life lessons. This is an awesome talk, and I know you'll enjoy it. So as Nathan says, please sit back, relax, and enjoy. Welcome to the Heart of Teaching, Spencer. Thanks so much for doing this today. Yeah, good to be here. First question, how'd you get started in this? Well, it all started like kind of how any hobby or thing starts. You see someone who has something that's really cool, whether it's a book, magazine, car, anything, and you're like, wow, I, that, that's cool. I, I want one of those. And for me, that was like the, started with like off-whites and I saw people wearing the off-white shirts and shoes and stuff like that. And so I did more research, went down kind of a rabbit hole and found all these different like shoes and stuff like that. And Excuse then, me, when you say off-white, is that, that's like a brand? Yeah, it's a brand with uh, Virgil Abloh. He was the lead designer of uh, Louis Vuitton, and he founded Off-White. And so he had a bunch of collaborations with Nike and Air Jordan, and they did a bunch of, a bunch of shoes and stuff like that. And they, one of his first releases, the collection was called The Ten, and he had a bunch of, there was a Ten Shoes in there, there was Off-White Jordan 1s, there was Off-White Air Maxes, and that collection kind of just took off from there, and those pieces are going for thousands of dollars a piece. So how did you get into restoring shoes and doing all that? So did you started, did you start collecting first? Were you a collector with sneakers? Yeah, I started collecting. I searched Facebook Marketplace and eBay and Craigslist and Kijiji and all that kind of stuff and went through like local friends I know and found pairs and like bargained with them, got good deals. <clears throat> And then went from there and I noticed that there was not really a market for restorations and cleaning. And I was like, hey, like, that'll set me apart from other people. No one, no one else I know does that here. There's people that do like, make, like basic cleanings, but no one else does like the paint restoration or like the deoxidizations that I do. So you decided that there was a market for something and you, you saw that there was an opportunity, right? Yeah. There's a lot of people that are doing the sneaker reselling and sneaker collecting right now, and not a lot of people are doing the restorations. And I was like, hey, there's another, there's another market for that. There's another potential to make money there, to get more 
followers to get a different audience to get a different viewpoint from different people and I took that as my advantage Wow okay so in order to restore sneakers you got to have a skill set how did you learn how to do that I didn't really learn or go to any classes or anything uh, I watched a bunch of YouTube videos and kind of just went at it went at my first pair and some of them are really tricky because it's not just like a blue paint you have to mix like a bunch of different paints together you have to get the exact color match it's it's difficult to do that and there's a lot of prep work there's more prep work than actual painting and re-gluing and stuff like that that goes into these shoes there's probably an hour and a half worth of prep work whether it's like stripping the old paint sanding it making sure there's no extra residue of the glue of the factory glue there's a lot of prep work that goes into these so what about the sewing part like you've got stitching on sneakers you do that stuff too yeah I have a, a sewing a leather sewing all that I use to do like restitching the restitching the midsoles and I don't really do any major like reconstruction yeah major reconstruction more just the restitching the toe caps and the midsoles so where did you get like where do you get this stuff like did you just go online and find it yeah you kind of just do do your research and find like oh this guy's using this one and but this guy's using a different one and you kind of just like find it for yourself and if this one doesn't work you find a different one I just I just found one on Amazon that was pretty good and I got it, it doesn't have to be like a super expensive one but you find one that works for you and that's pretty good reviewed and you go at it so how'd you get your name out there uh, it's well just like any other small business it's hard to get going and start as it is you had to like start from ground zero no followers no audience maybe like two or three of your close friends follow your account but what I did is I did uh, some giveaways with different people as well as giveaways just by myself what's I, a giveaway what do you mean by a giveaway yeah so what it is is basically I have uh, an art I had an article of clothing it was a Bape t-shirt Bape is a brand based in I think the States and then what I did is I posted it on my Instagram and then I said like in the in the description I was like follow my account repost this on your story tag three friends and then that'll be an entry to the giveaway and then about like 60 odd people entered into that and they that gained like a decent amount of followers and then I like gave that away gave that away to the winner of uh, I spun a wheel and the winner got that one That's and pretty then, yeah and then the next one I gave away was a, a pair of shoes and that one gave me a lot of a lot more followers what kind of shoes did you give away uh, it was a pair of Jordan 11 cool grays it was a recent more recent release yeah and then those that gave me about like more than like a thousand followers from that one really there were a lot of people that entered that one okay so you're on social media this is this here's where I'll give you a plug at the end too but so where are you on social media yeah I'm mainly on Instagram at untouched collection but I do do marketplace Facebook marketplace and as well as just like reaching out to different friends I know okay so it started out small How's your business now? How are things going? It's going a lot better now. I have about like 3,000 followers on Instagram since uh, two years ago when I started. And it's 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 still like not super easy to sell a pair of shoes. Like I don't wake up every morning and something's sold. Like I still have to put in the work and reach out to 10 different people hoping that one responds and be like, hey, I'm kind of interested. And then I like talk to them like, hey, if you, I'll give you a deal on this one, but you got to pick up another pair and you still got to put in a lot of work to get these sales you can't just so you're so you're selling as well as restoring yeah right? so the selling is that where you're purchasing them and uh, they're you know 
they're they're beaten up and then you restore them, make them like new, and then try and like you refurbish them and sell them. Yeah, some of them I do look out. I do look for those pairs that are like super beat, and someone's like, no, no one's gonna pay more than fifty bucks for that. And I was like, I'll pay fifty bucks for that. Put in two hours, whatever work, and restore it and sell it for two hundred, two fifty. <laughs> There's also the ones that I just buy, like, either brand new or, like, used but doesn't need any fixing that I just flip and sell. Either I hold on to it because the market will, like, fluctuate and, like, if it, like, just released, the chances are it can either go up or the market could go down. So I hold on to that pair and those are typically brand new pairs. Yeah. Used pairs don't fluctuate as much. It's the brand new pairs that go up in value a lot and then down. Okay, so why are the brand new pairs going up and down? Like, I... There's a pair of Nike Dunks. We talked about it before. Uh, Forty-two. They're called Forty-twos. The Jackie Robinson. I can't even touch them. I think the retail on them was like 130, and I heard somewhere they're like 500 dollars now and, and stuff. What's yeah. what's happened with the market? A lot of the a lot of the shoes retail for 130, 150, yeah. 200, and then there's the resale market, which is what I'm in, and there's a big uh, sort of brand that was in the states that uh is called StockX. They're basically a stock market for all these shoes and like it's not like they have the shoes but say like someone like me would have the shoes I'd list it on StockX for a certain price and someone like you would be like, "Hey, I like that price. I'm going to buy it." And then that sets like a a market value for the shoe. And like that's like the baseline that people go would go off of as well as going on eBay and being like Hey, these prices are three different prices. Let's average it out, and then you got like your market price. So the, this is big business. This isn't somebody dropping fifty bucks or hundred bucks. We're talking about thousands of dollars worth of inventory and shoes. Right? Oh yeah, there's lots of there's. Uh, I think I heard somewhere it was uh, I think Complex Sneakers said it's uh, getting close to a billion dollar market. It's ridiculous. Okay, so your business now now it's been growing, so. Is there more restoration or sales? What are you doing more of? Uh, right now, there's more restorations uh, because there's just a lot of there's a lot of people that either spent three four hundred dollars on a pair of shoes, and then they're like, I don't really want to buy any more. So I was like, Hey, I I'll restore those, get those back, and looking new. Cause okay, not- just stop there for a minute. How much did you say they spent on a pair of shoes? Three or four hundred dollars. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, and then they'll be like, I don't want to buy. I don't want to spend another three, four hundred dollars on another pair yeah. of shoes. So I restore them and clean them up for them and then they get a brand new looking pair of shoes. Very cool. What about people outside your friend group and, and are you getting stuff like from the US getting shipped to you, different places as well or uh yeah. Currently I do like like I have offer I have offers for like worldwide shipping, but I don't I haven't really shipped anywhere other than uh the States and Canada. Just because there hasn't, I haven't had that like overseas connection yeah. to other people. But what I can do is like I've noticed like most of my audience is in the states because it's a it's a much bigger market there. It's, For sure. Yeah, very very big in there. And what I've done is I've like included like I've had my Canadian prices and like Ameri- like the USD prices as well in the like items that I post. Just so those like U.S. people can like look at it and be like, hey, that's a that's a good price too, and they don't have to go through the conversion and stuff. Do you have any idea of uh, sales? How much how much profit or how much money you've made in sales? In uh, I think I've made probably close to twenty five hundred dollars in profit. Yeah. But uh, what I do is I don't like keep that and throw it in my pocket. I grab that and put it back in there, and it's just always being reinvested and re put in. And if 
there was something new I needed to do restorations, like I needed new paint brushes, I needed new paint, maybe I needed a new heat gun, I'd put it back in there and invest that and then I'd be able to like make those shoes that I restore even better and then I get more profit from there and just keep reinvesting and growing. What's your what's your long term goal with this? Do you just want to keep it as a hobby or what what happens if you get super big hire people or Yeah, like I still wanna to go to post secondary school. I don't wanna drop out and do this full time. I think it's very cool, but I don't think it'll be super beneficial in the long run. There are people who have who I know in Vancouver who have dropped out of school and have like their companies valued at six figures, which is still like pretty crazy as <laughs> Are these you're talking about sneakers? Yeah, there's these sneakerheads in Vancouver. One of them is a friend of mine, Sneakers and Sodas on Instagram. He has a he has like six figure valuation for his company. <laughs> wow. He's doing like ten thousand dollar deals a day. He has like shoes that are the Nike Air Mags that are worth like tens thousands of dollars. It's pretty crazy. So there's a huge market right now. Yeah, there's a huge market, especially in Vancouver and like Toronto, major cities across the world. Yeah. Wow. All right. So your own personal collection. How many shoes you got in your collection? Personal collection. I have about three or four. I don't have too many in my collection just because the more profit and net money I reinvest, the more I can get back. And if I spend that $150 I made on a new pair of shoes, then that's $150 I can't reinvest. So I try to try to keep my personal collection a little bit a little bit on the lower side and have more stock and more product to sell. Very cool. So what's the most expensive pair of sneakers you worked on? Most expensive pair was a $4,000 pair of Travis Scott Air Jordan 1s. It's $4,000 because the size is so rare. It's a 5.5 men's. It's a pretty rare pretty rare size. A lot of it's very that's also how a lot of these price these shoes get their value is the size some of like the like the 13s and like the 14s because all like the basketball players in the states would just eat those pairs up yeah all them all those pairs if you can find a pair they're going to be very sought after and very valuable <clears throat> what else is driving the market on these shoes uh it's the demand the the new it's the new wave the nike dunks are all the new things that people want all the all the girls want all the pastel colors all the guys want all the colors it's the new wave is that it's the the trends the people like oh I see those pair of shoes what are those oh they're Nike Dunks and they tell a friend they tell a friend it just spreads like a virus so how come when I go to the store if I go to like sports check and look at a pair of Nike Dunks I'll see them online um, I can't buy a pair they're, they're not in is it because they're selling out or is it because they go online and you know they're all the robots are buying them up for some of the dealers what's the story with that yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of controversy to that about the the bots and the sneaker bots and stuff a lot of the online stores would have a have like bot protection but sometimes it doesn't work and what you use is you use like proxies and different methods like that and they would just buy out and check out like 20 30 pairs and then the other people like us who are trying to sit there and refresh the page and click it manually won't be able to get a pair and then the in-store pairs there's a bunch of different things that happens in a bunch of stores in across the lower mainland they do what's called a shock drop which is they just no one no one knows they just drop a pair of shoes and hope if you're at the store at the right time you'll be able to get one or they do like a raffle where you like put your name shoe size email in and then hopefully you'll get selected Nike does Nike Vancouver does that a lot but then there's also like the smaller boutique stores that would just have like a, a first come first serve 
if you're at the door at lineup, you get a pair. Okay. When do you think this started? Like, I I mean, when I was a kid, I mean, that we're going back decades then. But I started seeing um, in the last couple of years, is there a specific year or, or, you know, period of time when this started taking off? Big. I think in the 2000s, well, of course, there was all the, all the hype about the Jordan 1s back in 85 when Michael first had them. And everyone was like, I, I need those, I need those. And then it kind of kind of calmed down for a little bit and then like he released the the twos the threes the fours and then it really took off in the 2000s 2017 was like i would say it was like the peak of sneaker reselling and sneaker market and culture yeah that was like the adidas wave the adidas ultra boost yeezy that was that was really taken off at that time is there one specific brand that's more collectible than the others i say there's a lot of nike dunks that are very collectible a lot of a lot of Nikes in general, a lot of collaborations like the Air Megs, the Paris Dunks, London Dunks, the Tokyo Dunks. Those so when are, you say what is when you say collaboration, what do you mean? Oh, so that's what happens. Like a, a brand like Nike would like collaborate with different companies. Like you have like Nike with Off White, and then like Nike with different like Stussy brand. Like a Stussy's a New York based brand. And they do collaborations and then that would also like boost the value of the shoe. It's like they collaborated together. Like there was a recent kind of recent collaboration. It was a Jordan one. It was a Travis Scott and a Fragment. Fragment's a brand, and the Travis Scott's a, a rapper. Yeah. They did a collaboration, and that shoe just like took off. That's a few thousand dollar shoe. Wow. So it's uh it's a huge like you said it's a billion dollar market now. Yeah, it's a crazy big market, and it's growing ever so every day. Is there one specific pair of shoe that's sort of like the the ultimate? Like, is there one shoe? Like, I mean, I, I I'm a kind of a sneakerhead, not to the extent that some people are. I've got lots of sneakers and stuff, mostly comics and stuff. So, like, holy grail for me would be you know Amazing Fantasy Fifteen for Spider Man. Is there a holy grail in the the sneaker world? I think it's like a lot of people would look at it and either be like it's probably the Nike mags but those are the Nike Air mags those were featured in the Back to the Future for the second I believe it was the second Back to the Future movie the he wore those and those are very sought after they're they have the self-lacing ones and then they have the the non-self-lacing ones there's also a lot of other ones like I mentioned earlier they dropped Nike dropped a, a pack called the City Pack yeah and that featured the London, the Paris, the Tokyo, and the New York. Those are all ten thousand plus dollar shoes. It's <laughs> is that crazy. when you say ten? Is that Canadian or American dollars? U.S. So that's what worth about a million dollars Canadian with the exchange. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Wow. Okay. So there was a. I went to one of the malls, and when I was looking through the malls, um, they they're resellers, and they had a pair of Jordans and uh, Jordan 1s from the 80s, and they wanted like $12,000 for them. Why are they worth 12000 bucks? It's, if you can find them from either 85 or like 94, I think it is, they're in brand new condition or really good condition. Uh, old, old heads is what they're called. Old collectors will eat those pairs up and they'll buy them. It's the, it's the mint condition and the nostalgia behind the, the old 85 Jordan ones. Would people actually wear them? Yeah, so some of those pairs aren't actually wearable just because they're the, the bottom, like the soles are all crunchy, the collars are crunchy, and you can't actually wear them or they'll fall apart on your feet. But some <laughs> pairs, 
Yeah, some pairs are actually wearable and people do yeah. wear them. And you're just wearing like a, a down payment on a house or a car on your feet. Wow. You pay ten well, you pay ten thousand dollars and uh, you can't even wear the shoes, but yeah. I shouldn't talk. I've got comic books that are worth thousands and they just sit on a shelf and they're in case, so I just look at the covers and stuff. Wow. All right. If you had one pair of shoes that you wanted to get, what's your alt for you personally? What kind of shoes would you want? I want the I want the London SBs. Okay, it's, what what are those? It's a night pair of Nike SBs that uh, dropped in that city pack that I mentioned, that released exclusively in London. Yeah, and they're they're gray, gray on white pair of shoes. The small little red blue squiggly line in the heel of it. They're ridiculously sought after and hard to find. Wow, there was a convention in Vancouver several months ago. A sneakerhead convention. Yeah, it was uh, March 4th. Uh, SneakerCon came to Vancouver Convention Center. That was pretty big. Uh, there was about probably two or 3,000 people that attended that. Hundreds, thousands of dollars with the shoes there. There was also just yesterday, Saturday, there was a pair, there was a SneakerCon that happened in LA where it was even crazier, where the market and the demand are even crazier in LA. And that was like, there was like five, 6,000 people there. And there was millions of dollars worth of shoes there. Some shoes that are one of ones or like one of none. Like that, you won't find that shoe anywhere else but there. Do you know what, okay, so you've got a, a shoe that's one of one. What is that? like? So either it could be a, a one of one, like if it, it's a collaboration with a, a brand, Nike would be like, would make a prototype, send it to that person. And then they'd be like, no, I don't like this one. And it sometimes it would get destroyed, and then if it doesn't get destroyed, it's a prototype. People are go will go absolutely crazy for that, and they'll just eat those pairs up. So is there a pair out there right now? Like, a, is there a prototype that's like super valuable right now? Oh yeah, know? there's lots of there's lots of one of there's lots of lots of those uh, prototypes and stuff like that. There's also uh, what's called a friends and family pair. There's a, there could be like a Travis Scott who could release a pair of shoes and then he'd have like 30 pairs to give to his friends and family. Yeah. And if the aftermarket or the resale market gets a hold of those pairs, those can go for ten twenty thousand dollars $20,000. Oh, man. Okay, so going to relate to the comic book thing. So I've got some comic books. I uh, A couple of them have been restored, but they're not as valuable as the originals. So you're doing the restoration. Mm-hmm. Does that bring the value down on a super rare pair at all, or in the sneaker world, it's just it just means that they're in better shape as a result of that? That's kind of the the gray area with those shoes. When it gets to like the older shoes, some of them have that yellow patina that people just love, and they don't want that to go away. Okay, so what's the patina you were saying? Patina is like the like like a watch would have like their crystal would be like kind of yellowed. This happens on like shoes too, on like the rubber rubber and like the on the midsole they would yeah. get yellow yeah and that's kind of sought after and people think that's pretty cool but yeah some of those people don't want those don't want that gone and they like that vintage look to the shoes they want to keep it like that but some of the pairs the newer releases people are just like i just want these cleaned i want these repainted yeah. and that doesn't really affect the value but when it gets to those older pairs yeah people like don't touch those i i need those like as original as possible okay so at the sneaker con in Vancouver, eBay put it on, right? Yeah, eBay in the last few years has come like really influential and has a lot of those second second hand shoes. 
and there's a few major places where you can get shoes like secondhand and resale market there's a uh, stock x which is like the stock like determines all like the market value of shoes yeah that's just brand new shoes and then there's like good places like goat that have brand new and used shoes then there's like grailed and ebay ebay just recently uh started offering a free authentication service where they they would have a seller they'd send this the pair of shoes to ebay they'd authenticate it then send it to the buyer so you have like no risk no risk of getting a fake pair of shoes or like a replica pair so there's replicas out there i would assume oh yeah there's that's also become a lot a big thing now there's a lot of people look trying to buy those pairs of shoes but they end up being fake and then you're stuck with that so how do you know so how do you know i want to buy a pair of nike dunks 42s the jackie robinson ones how do i know if they're real or if they're fake is there to send them into ebay or like how does this yeah you can either go to like a one of like the sneaker boutique stores some of them will do that like legit check for you for maybe like a small little price or yeah. you can if you're talented enough in yourself and you believe in yourself you can go on youtube and look up how to legit check nike rob nike dunks okay and then go through that process what i've done this helps help some people is get a a, a uv light off amazon yeah and most of those fake pairs would have like invisible like stitching or like invisible like markings on there that are from china and from putin that would have those markings on there and you'd be able to see that and spot the fakes out pretty easy so you can if i got a pair of sneakers i could take them to you and you'd be able to tell me if they're the real ones or not right yeah most of the pairs i'd be able to tell but when it gets to like some like the older vintage pairs yeah. it's hard to it's pretty hard to tell and when it gets like the used pairs it's hard to tell as well wow it's it's yeah it's hilarious right now the amount of sneakers and the money that's been put down on them went to uh i i just went to i guess it was sports check this has been about a about a month ago and bought a couple i bought one pair of shoes i was gonna say a couple i've done that before but there was a fellow buying and he bought three pairs of jordans and i knew that they were like 350 each he spent 1200 bucks and it was kind of funny because he saw his wife walk by and he had to hide two of the bags and i said what are you doing because he just ditched the bags under this this chair where you're trying the shoes on like what are you doing and he goes oh my wife goes, we're gonna be up for divorce if he sees she sees me buying two more pairs of shoes and i'm thinking wow so it's like yeah it's a crazy market now right yeah a lot of people will find it pretty crazy they'd be like why would you spend two thousand dollars on a pair of shoes but like people like us like sneakerheads would look at it and be like i see two hundred dollars profit there i don't i don't see like the two thousand down i see the two hundred up yeah good that i like that that's good and you're talking to a guy that collects comic books sports cards and stuff so trust me i've spent too much money on paper and people are going are you crazy but you know what I, I think ultimately if it's a passion and you enjoy it and you get satisfaction out of it, I think that's awesome. I think that's a great thing. So it's not just sneakers now because the kids were telling me in, in uh, my classes that it's clothing as well. So yeah. clothing is collectible. There's a lot of, lot of brands like the Off-White don't just do collaborations with shoes. They do like, they have like their own clothing lines and like there's a, a big brand in the U.S. called Supreme based in New York. Yeah. They do a bunch of drops and stuff like that, and those those also like peaked in 2017, 2016. They're not as valuable. They're like the newer releases aren't as valuable, but still, if you can get like the like Supreme Louis Vuitton 
backpack or like the Supreme Louis Vuitton hoodie, those go for $10,000 a piece. Really? Yeah, for a hoodie. Wow. Wow, that's over the top. Is there any other brands that are like specifically for young people besides those, like Supreme and stuff? Is there something else? Yeah, there's a lot of like Supreme and like Bape and Stussy. People are wearing a lot. There's a V-Loan, which is not too crazy hard sought after, but a lot of people are wearing those and wearing them with their three, four hundred dollar sneakers. Wow. Well, you know what? It's kind of cool for the marketplace and that means things are available, people are selling. As you said, you're in the business and you're trying to profit from, you know, the fashion and all of those things. That's pretty cool. I got to ask you, what do you, what do you want to study in university? Marketing? No, I actually, I've picked up a lot of different like business strategies and like ways of like holding, selling and stuff like that, business strategies, but I want to go into like uh, computer systems and be an ultimate, ultimate job would be like a CTO. I'd still love to do this on the side when I have like a job, yeah. an office job and stuff, but I don't, I don't think I'd need any more market, market teaching or learning from this because you learn, you learn a lot and these young kids learn so much from actually doing this their small business just takes off and they learn so many different little strategies that school never taught them or they picked up on their own and that's just from just practical experience going out there and doing it so uh you're going to be in grade 12 next year yeah and um you're looking to go to ubc sfu or i'm looking to go to sfu there's a program called software systems that it would like it's like the perfect fit for me. It gives me that ultimate CTO job, which is a chief technical officer. Yeah. There's C- CTO, CEO, CFO. Yeah. Those are the three major ones in a company, and they they make pretty good money, and it's something I enjoy doing. Yeah, along with uh, with the sneakers. Oh, of course. Yeah, it's awesome, Spencer. Thanks a lot. I enjoyed this. Yeah, yeah thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's right in my wheelhouse. Anyways, I'll tell you what, let me give you one more shout out here. I'll, I'll uh, make sure everything is on the Instagram so people, how can they get a hold of you? Uh, you can reach me out at Untouched Collection on Instagram. I have my email, phone number in there. You can send me a DM, email, text messages, and I'll get back to you. Yeah, it really, take a look at his uh, Instagram account. He's got all the sneakers there, and it's pretty remarkable. The restoration is unbelievable. But anyways, thanks again. You take care. Thank you. I'd like to thank Spencer once again for taking the time and talking about his passion and his business with me. You know, as a teacher, I'm really proud of how he saw an opportunity and he put himself out there to see if he'd be successful. You know, the truth is, moving forward, I've got no doubt that Spencer will be successful in whatever he chooses to do in life. He's taken a shot. And to quote Wayne Gretzky, you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. This is Dave Rizicki with Nathan Rivers. Thanks so much for being with us. Both of us will be back next week. Hopefully you will too. So please take care, be well, and as always, peace.